If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. Hi, friends. It's been a little while because actually I've had an insane couple weeks. I had family in town for about a week and I think I missed an episode then. And then two days after they left, I left for Cabo for a girl's trip and if you follow me on Instagram, you know that that trip ended uh, interestingly, but it definitely pushed me off a lot of timelines. So it's so good to be back and talking to you guys. And actually, everything I want to talk about today is the power of a vacation and how much taking that time for yourself can like totally change your entire mental shift. So I went to Cabo for my first time. It was my first time in Mexico ever, which is crazy because I grew up in California. I've lived in California for every year of my, for 26 years total of my life. Cause I only lived in Tennessee and Nashville for four. And, um, it was a friend's 30th birthday. So it was a couple of my best girlfriends from home. And then a couple of that friends, friends from actually they live in Nashville as well now. Um, and it was super fun. It was like a really chill group. We had a lot of fun and, and beyond having a lot of fun, we had a lot of like relaxing and just hanging out and chatting and obviously drinking margs and all of that. But it was a very wonderful vacation and I never really take, and this is not like a badge of honor. I actually think this is like a shameful thing. I do not take enough time off work and um, getting to take, I was supposed to take two days off plus Memorial Day. So like a three days off of work. And then um, I ended up taking an extra at the end and I will tell you why. But taking that time off and like really doing vacation, like just just setting up everything to be handled while I was gone prior to it and being able to like really shut out work for those days was incredible. And I highly recommend. And if you aren't someone who takes a lot of vacation, but you're around like my age and my point in your career... I think that's when, like, I think we're, we're allowed to take it now. Like we, I feel like I spent so many years like working up to take long vacations or to take big vacations and like it's time. So take your vacation. You will be very thankful. Um, I have to tell the story of how this vacation ended before I get more into this. Um, so we all were leaving on Wednesday, the 31st. Yeah, the 31st and my flight was one of the last two flights to leave. So I get to the airport with one of the other girls. I'm going to be honest, I'm a little hungover this day because the last night, oh, we went to Flora Farms. If you've ever been to Cabo, but haven't gone to Flora Farms, or if you've been to Flora Farms, you understand why I'm speaking about it like this. It's such a magical place. It's like this big property and there's like a couple little shops. There's obviously like a big restaurant. Um, There's gardens. There's uh, wineries. It's the cutest place in the world. We had such a fun time just like walking around. And then I just think I drank too much wine that night. So I was a little hungover. So not starting my travel day off super great. Um, I wasn't feeling my best and I was like, all right, it's fine. I get to the airport with the other girl. I like drink a diet Coke and I'm like, all right, it's almost time for me to board. So I'm going to head to my gate, say goodbye to her, head to my gate super weird. The plane's there, but nothing's happening. Like no one's lining up. No one's making announcements. Nothing's happening. So I sit there, I sit there, I sit there. Now it's the time that our flight's about or supposed to leave. 
and still no one is moving. Nothing's happening. So I like check. I can tell other people are getting really antsy. So I like ask around and people are like, they say that there's like some damage to the plane. They don't really know, which is like concerning. They're like, but there's a crew on it now. Okay, great. We're probably going to board soon, you know? Um, another hour goes by. I finally get frustrated and I go up to the front and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, well, we're going to have an update for you very soon. But there is a crew on there and they're sending photos back and forth to Seattle and like determining if it's good to fly. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel optimistic. And my flight was in the afternoon. It was the only direct flight to San Diego. So at this point, it's finally two hours after my flight was supposed to take off. It's now 5.15 p.m., which is fine. But I was supposed to go to work the next day, which, you know, wake up early. I wasn't going to get home till like 9 p.m. It was going to be a whole thing. And then they announced that the flight is canceled. And I am now alone in Mexico for my first time thinking, shit, like, what do I do? So I kind of panic and I'm like, okay, but I like go. And I had ironically, a woman and her daughter had sat next to me on the flight over to Cabo. And then I look to my my left while sitting at the gate and that family was next to me. And she looked at me and she goes, oh my gosh, you sat next to us on our flight over. So I talked with them a lot and like we figured out that the airline was going to send us to a hotel. And then from there, they were going to book us on flights for the next day. Um, I had originally gotten booked on the same flight, that 315. But then there was an option to fly to San Francisco early in the morning. And I was like, you know what? I just want to get out of Mexico at this point. Nothing against Mexico. I had a lovely time. But I was like, I need to get on this earlier flight just to get back into the States to make sure that I like get back tomorrow. And so they send us to this interesting hotel. It's an all-inclusive resort, which is kind of cool, um, except that the food is awful. So, oh God. Also, so I get to my room. They send us to this hotel. I end up meeting these two other older men who were so kind and like, we're both like, we both have daughters around your age. Like, because I was like, I'm kind of freaked out. Like I'm alone in Mexico and I don't know what I'm doing and whatever. And they're like, oh, stick with us. So I like, the, you know, the airline put the put us in taxis to the hotel and these guys were like, come in our taxi, whatever. I wouldn't typically recommend getting in a random taxi in a random country uh, with two random older men, but obviously the scenario was necessary. So we get there, I get up to my room and for whatever reason, my brain was like, you should check the sliding door. And make sure it locks. And lo and behold, my sliding door went locked. So then I have to ask maintenance because I'm like, look, I don't want to be a psycho about this. I don't want to be like, you know, paranoid. But I am in a country that I don't know. I am alone. I'm in a hotel I don't know. I don't know anyone staying there. I don't have anyone's phone numbers. Like, I want my doors to lock. So, I went down to the front desk and they um, they sent maintenance up, but I'm not getting it. Took like multiple tries to. It was a whole ordeal. Finally, hours later, literally hours later, maintenance guy comes. It takes him a while to figure out how to make my door lock, and then whatever that door locks. I'm like, okay, I'm not opening that again. I barricade my door. <laughs> But I go down to have dinner at this like all inclusive buffet, and you guys, 
largest regret of my life. It was disgusting. The f- I'm so sorry. I mean, I didn't say the name of this hotel, so it's fine. This buffet made me ill. I already was like kind of hungover and like, you know, it had been like a week of like eating differently and like drinking, not even that much, but that, that last night kind of drinking a lot. And I was just like, oh my God. So I had some like mashed potatoes, some rice, a thing of chicken, and then like some salad, which is probably where I went wrong. Whatever, have this little meal. And then I'm like, I'm just, what's crazy is, you know, I wasn't feeling well because it was the all-inclusive included drinks. I could have gotten as much wine as I wanted. And I was like, I just want to be in bed. So I take myself upstairs. I'm doing some like work on my laptop now that I know I'm going to miss another day of work the next day. And um, finally go to bed. I sleep with the TV on because I'm just like so on edge. And so the next morning, we have a bus picking those of us who are on like the early flight up at the hotel. We all load our bags up. We're sitting. We're waiting for a couple more passengers, I guess. Literally within... No, it was right before the bus takes off. We all look at our apps. The flight has been delayed two hours. We will miss our layover in San Francisco. And I'm not kidding. Someone stands up and goes, I can't do this and just gets off the bus. Um, The rest of us are kind of in panic, as you can imagine. We're like, we literally can't go through this again. So I got on Southwest. I was not flying Southwest, by the way. I got on Southwest and I was like, forget it. And I booked... um, What did I do? I booked a flight. Sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. I booked another flight that was leaving prior to when my now delayed flight was supposed to leave because I was like, well, this bus is taking us to the airport anyway. So we finally get to the airport. I sit there for like four hours, wait for my or like three hours, wait for my new flight to board. Mind you, I can't even reach anyone at the airline I'm flying because it wouldn't let me cancel my flights on the app. I tried to call and it was like a wait time. And I was like, forget it. They can deal with this later. I'm just not showing up for those flights. So I finally had to fly from Cabo to Arizona on Southwest. Again, this is a flight I booked in that moment. So now it's out of pocket. I was so frustrated. But I flew Southwest to Arizona and then again, Southwest from Arizona to San Diego and finally made it home. Thursday night, 26 hours after I was originally supposed to. And honestly, it was hell, you guys. That was such a horrible travel experience. I have gotten refunded for those flights, but I haven't gotten like paid for the stuff I had to spend at the airport. I, I'm still in conversation about trying to get some of the money back for this other flight I had to book. But obviously, in their minds, they're like, it was only delayed. Like it wasn't canceled. And I'm like, but it was. It was delayed to the point where I was not going to get home until like 10 p.m. that night. And because then they rebooked my layover flight. It was just a nightmare. So all that to say, I hope none of you experience that again. But then what's funny is I either got food poisoning or somehow got like contaminated food. You know how like in Mexico, you're not supposed to drink the water. Whatever it was, I get home Friday. I go to work. I come back and I feel awful. I'm like, I'm going to throw up at a moment's notice. Um, So I spent all of Friday thinking I was going to puke my brains out pretty much all of Saturday, not eating either. And finally, Sunday yesterday, I felt good again. I mean, like I became one with my couch this weekend. I 
slept on and off from 10 a.m. on Friday until like 2 p.m. on Saturday. It was completely insane, but it was very rejuvenating. So, you know, that was my hell getting home. And I hope no one ever experiences that. Like, it was one thing to have the canceled and delayed flights and the feeling like maybe I was stuck in Mexico forever. It was a whole other to come back and be violently ill. So, but the trip was amazing. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I will say there are some really big pros to going on vacation. And this is what I want to talk to you about. There is so much power in taking your time off. Like we need that as human beings. We are not meant to work 52 weeks out of the year, five days a week with like no breaks and no time to just be humans. And I noticed today back at work that I was just feeling like more engaged. I was like happier to be there. I have such a refreshed mind, whether that's from the vacation or the sleeping for an entire weekend, unclear. Um, but I was just like, I had the energy to do like the above and beyond at work and not just like clock out when I'm done for the day. You know what I mean? Like I I wanted to do the little bits of extra things. And on top of that, I think that taking your vacation time, there's like a piece of it that also acknowledges that like your coworkers value your time, like your personal time because they're like, yes, go on vacation. And I just think that's really important. And anytime that you can be supportive of other people going on vacation, you should. Because if you think about it, if we encourage our coworkers and our teams to take vacation, they're going to come back refreshed with like new ideas or like clear minds. And I think it's so important and so valuable that we take these times that we are given off. Like we are literally given time off to take it. It's not supposed to sit there. Take your time off. I still have so many days accrued from my years of not taking time off that I'm really excited because I'm definitely going to start like building in trips in my each year, you know, and obviously I have like one off days off for like weddings and girls trips and like little things, but Taylor Swift shows, obviously. Um, But take like you need to take more than just one day off at a time. And that's something I hadn't really been doing. I would take a Friday off here, a Monday off there. Like I just wasn't taking a a Friday to Thursday at this point off. And I think we all need to do that. And honestly, if you can take a full five days off in a row, I would because I think that coming back to work in the middle of the week when you've been like fresh off a of vacation is a challenge. So I would totally take the five days off in a row next time if I can, whatever. But also just encourage your teammates to also take their time off because it is extremely valuable for everyone. Honestly, like anytime you're feeling burnt out, that's just like a sign that you probably need a couple days. And I know that we all get burnt out a little more often than we can take vacation. But I think that if you like know you're going to have vacation time or you know that you're planning a trip, it helps with that burnout feeling. So that is in terms of work. In terms of personal life, honestly, the vacation was also a complete break from like, I really wasn't texting much on the trip. I was almost entirely off dating apps while on the trip, which was really good for my brain. Um, There was one person that I was communicating with while I was gone and we're still chit-chatting. We'll see if we go out this week or not. Um, And yeah, it was just like a break from the real world, right? Like I could be in communication with people when I needed and wanted, but really I just wanted to be unplugged. 
Um, and I honestly should have been more unplugged than I was, but obviously we took like photos and videos and I just, I was having fun like sharing stuff. Um, but yeah, take a break from your personal life as much as you should take a break from like your day to day life. Like I think we're all so wrapped up in, or at least I am in like texting people all the time, emailing, being in communication, checking with people every single day, like all these things. And it's like, Take a break from your personal life and don't take it personally if your friends take vacations and aren't really responding to your texts. Let them relax and drink a margarita on the, it, we weren't really on the beach because where we were staying, the waves were crazy, but by the pool in Mexico. Oh, I can't, I can't recommend enough just going somewhere where you can like zone out for a bit. And especially if you have a good crew with you that like is a good travel crew. It's so good. Um, Also, another thing about taking a break from my personal life is I came home and obviously I slept because I was so sick. And then yesterday, I'm recording this Monday, but yesterday, Sunday, I finally was feeling better. I had like all this, you know, refreshed mind feelings. So I like totally reorganized my bathroom. I threw away a bunch of stuff. I reorganized my closet. I cleaned all my dishes. Like I went grocery shopping. I meal prepped. I was able to just completely reset my life in a way that I think I've been go, 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 go for so many weeks in a row that I didn't feel like I'd been able to do that. Like I feel like I cooked a good meal for the first time yesterday in honestly like months. So take your fucking vacation. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Um, also, highly, highly recommend because it's not a podcast of mine if I don't mention tanks basically. But highly recommend reading her book, The Shift. Um, it just came out at the end of May. It is so good. If you are a single woman, it I'm sorry, it is now required reading. Like, don't don't say anything about being a single woman until you've read this book. And if you are not a single woman, trust me, any woman should read this book because there's so much about it that either you relate to your past life prior to being like in a relationship, or that you can benefit um, from in terms of like relating to your friends who are single. But at the same time, there's so much more like there's so many pieces of this book that yes, while geared towards single younger women, I think is valuable in relationships as well. And the entire third section of the book is not about relationships at all, or not about dating at all. So there is something for everyone in this book. And I think it's like a universal experience to be a woman who has dated or is currently dating. And so you'll really relate to a lot of this. And I got so much good insight from it. And I will probably read it again in the next like couple months because um, it's it should be required reading for all women and especially for single women. So that's The Shift by Tinks. It is perfect for a vacation. So if you're going on a vacation soon, just take my word for it and buy the book, okay? Um, also, I just want to close out on this. I'm in the midst of this debate. It all started because a friend of mine flew to Italy and she literally was wearing normal pants on her flight. And I was like, I think you're psychotic. I am someone for travel or simply when I get home from work or errands or life, I immediately change into comfortable clothes. Like, I don't care if I'm in my comfortable jeans, I immediately change into like sweats or leggings. And if I'm wearing like a real bra that day, I'm sorry, it's coming off. I'm putting on a big t-shirt or a sweatshirt. I need to know how many other people do this because 
it, I've asked around and I've asked a bunch of friends and I'm gathering that like more than 50% are like me and immediately change into loungewear and stuff. But then there's this whole other group of people who just stay in their like street clothes or they're like hard clothes. I don't know how what to call it. They're non-comfortable clothes. They're non-loungewear all day until they go to bed. And I'm kind of scared of them. So if you are one of those people, can you DM me and tell me like the thought process behind that? My friend said that she just wears clothes that are comfortable. And I'm like, no, it's never going to be as comfortable as like a really soft pair of leggings and a t-shirt. It's just not. So I really, I'm dying to know. All right. That is it for today. I love you guys very much. I will absolutely be back next week. I am, I am locked and reloaded. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I am fresh AF. I am feeling good. I have some exciting ideas for shows coming up. So take your vacation, get on my wavelength, read the shift by tanks. It's the summer of the shift as she keeps saying. And I will talk to you next week and I love you. Okay. Bye. I hope you're wearing loungewear right now.